Thank you for joining us here at Dominion Church. I'm so glad that you're a part of what we're doing here. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share it so others can be blessed. Maybe you're watching on YouTube. Again, like, get the notifications there. And we also have the podcast experience. But thanks for joining us. Do me a favor. Come and be a part of one of our corporate gatherings here. We meet at the historic Taylor Mill at 1 o'clock. And we'd love for you to come. We'll minister to you. We'll bless you. Uh, There's no substitute. Looking through the camera, is it's great, it's convenient, but there's no substitute for community and that connection there. All right, well, I, I want to take just a few minutes of time here in the West, in, in America, I guess specifically, because I don't even think Canada celebrates Thanksgiving on the same, the same day that we do. They're either a week before or a week after. Um, but we, we've got Thanksgiving on the agenda. And I, so I always start focusing on thankfulness or Thanksgiving. And, uh, and it's something that I'm really convinced the church is, needs to get right. We need to do better uh, at what it means to be thankful. And so I just want to share a few things with you. I'm going to read through some verses, really just read through these notes and resist as much as I can to give too much commentary because I really believe it'll bless you. So Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, this is one of my favorite uh, encounters in Scripture that I think gives us insight into the power of thankfulness, the language of thankfulness. And so Luke 17, starting at verse 11, on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And then they needed to mention this. Now, he was a Samaritan, so that was important. Then Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? So actually, what we deduce from that is the nine were likely Jew, Jewish people, but the Samaritan who laid no claim on the promises of Jesus, no claim on that, the, the, the prophetic promises from Isaiah and King David, all those guys, yet he had a heart to go back and thank the Lord. And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. And that word well is the word sozo, which is actually where we get the word salvation from. So your faith has made you whole. Two things that we can learn from this, just this encounter. The the nine that were Jewish, I always connect that to religious mentality. So they were healed, but they believed they deserved it. And so they, they never thought they should turn back and thank him. But for the Samaritan who was told his whole life he didn't deserve it, he gets healed and he says, you know what, I got to go back and, and give thanks. And so what happens in his place of thanksgiving? He is healed beyond leprosy. It says his faith made him whole, sozo. His faith saved him completely. In other words, he had more issues than just leprosy. But thankfulness 
opened the window so that he could receive more. So we never underestimate. So I want to talk about thankfulness just for a few minutes. The first point I want to make is that thankfulness is worship. Thankfulness is worship. We see various examples of thankfulness from the mouth of King David, the prophets, even Jesus himself. Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Uh, I love that. When I was growing up, that, I just heard that. That's how you prepare an atmosphere for the presence of God. You start with thanksgiving. You don't show up into a corporate environment trying to figure out what you can get. You show up with a heart of thanksgiving. What God has done is already enough. Now, it doesn't mean he won't bless us, but it means we're content. And we can have a whole session on contentment because they really do go hand in hand. A thankful heart usually is also a content heart. John eleven forty one and 42, Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. This is actually when, when John is praying for his friend uh, who had been dead for a few days. But I love that. He thanks him and he follows up by saying, I know you always hear me. So technically, I don't have to thank you for that because I know you do, but I'm going to thank you. See, that attitude needs to be there inside of each one of us. The next point, thankfulness disciplines the mind. Thankfulness disciplines the mind. Thankfulness has a way of helping us maintain a sense of gratitude instead of grumbling. It is a practice of seeing and being grateful for God's presence in the moment instead of striving, struggling, and being enslaved by the urgent. Did you hear that? That, that, that was a good phrase. That was a good mouthful right there. Thanks, thankfulness, thanksgiving, is the practice of seeing and being grateful for God's presence in the moment, instead of striving, struggling, and being enslaved by the urgent. A lot of times, you know, when I, when I would go through that, I was reading that, I was like, a lot of times urgency is my God, it feels like. It's like, what needs attention right now? And that's where we pour all of our focus, all of our energy. It can be a bill that needs to be paid. It can be a person that needs to be healed. It can, whatever it is. And we throw all of our urgency into the moment. And where's God? <laughs> it's like our urgency is controlling the environment. What would happen if we just stopped and said, okay, things are intense right now, but God, I'm grateful for your presence. I'm thankful in this moment, and I will not let it pass without your, your praise being on my lips. I'm going to start with praise, and then we're going to go from there. We grow in our faith when our mind embraces the discipline of Paul's instruction in Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Wow, right? See, I, I, I've, I've had that question often. You know, Apostle Matt, how do I discipline my mind? Paul tells us right there. 
identify what is true, what is good, what is pure, and force your thoughts to focus on those things. Well, but I've got, I've got these issues. I've got all this stress. I've got all these things I'm worried about. Yeah, but Paul doesn't tell you to think about those things. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're not real. Let me make sure I'm helping us. It doesn't mean we're ignoring the obvious. It means we are choosing to direct our thought life towards something that is better and greater than the stress of the moment. What's everything is good, pure, good report. Okay, I'm going to think on these things. Thankfulness produces humility. In a world that looks out for number one, follows its heart, and praises the valor of independence, humility frequently gets lost in the hustle. While humility can be hard to identify, there is one quality always present, gratitude. Gratitude. A humble person knows they cannot do it on their own. That not only has the God of the universe chosen to help us, but he also gave believers the gift of the church. Right? So, tied into our experience as believers, yes, we know that God helps us, but there are times, I want you to hear this, receive it however you can. There are times where the answer to your prayer is not going to be God splitting the sky and sending you what you need. He's going to say, go to your brothers and sisters because the answer is there, right? So it's not just that relationship we have with God. He also has given us the gift of the church. We are designed to come alongside each other as we walk out our callings, and we should be glad and aware that we were not made to do it alone. And then finally, thankfulness kills anxiety. Thankfulness kills anxiety. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So in those most urgent moments... And we approach God with our request. We, we approach God with our concern. The admonition here that Paul gives to the Philippians is, let the stage be set with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. So no matter what, find something to be thankful for. Whatever it is. You know, okay, God, the reality is, my car died on the side of the road. But I'm thankful because you're the God that never leaves me or forsakes me. We've got to find thanksgiving as the core of the focus. And from there, things begin to unlock, okay? When we meditate on our struggles, problems, or even our schedules, anxiety can begin to creep in because we have mentally jumped into a future that is uncertain, and feels unstable. That's actually what worry is. Did you know worry, for the most part, is jumping into a future that is uncertain. And that's why it feels unstable. That's why we start worrying. I, oh, I just don't know what's going to happen. Well, that's, that's the future. That's how it feels. 
That's why God gives us grace to be thankful in the moment. If you can stay grounded in the moment, right? What, there's another verse. I don't have it here in my notes. Take no worry or thought for tomorrow because it's going to go ahead and it's got its own worry for itself. Don't, don't spend your energy. Don't spend your life in the land of what if. We cannot know the future, but we do know the God who says, I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. When we take the time to notice what we have to be thankful for, we are much more likely to stay present in the moment and to trust him. So that's it. I'll go back and recap these points. Um, thankfulness is worship. Thankfulness disciplines the mind. Thankfulness produces humility. Thankfulness kills anxiety. And I don't believe this is an exhaustive list. I believe that there are, there are many components of thankfulness. That's why it is so important for us especially as believers, to live a lifestyle of thankfulness, a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And so in, in the next few days, many of you watching, listening here, you're going to have opportunity to do one of two things. Be thankful or be anxious. Be thankful or be worried. Be thankful or give somebody a piece of your mind. I, I get it, you know. There's no fight like family fighting. I get it. You know, especially like, you know, that part disciplines the mind. Your mind's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. And then you'll hear the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, wait, hold on. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of a good report, think on these things. <laughs> I also believe Thanksgiving, like many things, it's contagious. I really enjoy being around thankful people. You know what I'm talking about? Because we've all been around people that feel entitled and, and, and selfish. That, that's, that's the other word for it, really. And you don't have to raise your hand, and we don't have to take a poll. But you just don't want to stay around that for long, do you? Because it feels like labor. It feels like work to be in that environment. And so I would encourage you, when you find yourself in an environment like that, just turn on the thanksgiving. Because I believe it's contagious. When people start seeing that shift, you know, because as soon as someone complains, how easy is it to start complaining? Oh, it's so easy to do. But I challenge you, be the antithesis. And say, but you know what? What you said is true, but... Man, God's done so much for you. Let's be honest, you should have been dead. Here you are complaining. You're allowed to complain. Just, you know, just, just counter those moments with thanksgiving and lead with it. Amen? Amen. Well, Lord, I just thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for these wonderful people that are here in the sanctuary, those watching online. Lord, I just thank you that you helped to, to continue to help us mature in the language of thankfulness. Lord, that when we come before you, that our baseline is thanksgiving. That we come with the fondness of knowing who you are as a faithful father. 
knowing the absolute truth is that you owe us nothing, yet you continue to remain extravagantly generous with each one of us. Lord, remind us of the, the, the many, many moments of breakthrough, the many moments of provision, the many moments of encouragement, the many moments of, of support. Do you remember that time you were praying and then someone comes along and they, they bring the answer, they bring the word of the Lord. God's there, he's in those moments. And so, Lord, do not allow the pressure and the stress of the, of the current uh, climate, the current moment, to detract us from you being ever faithful, always faithful. Or I just thank you that this week, as we get together with family, as we have so much to be thankful for and grateful for, Lord, let that be, once again, what we defer to. Oh, listen, the, there may be moments where there, people are going to complain. They're going to complain about anything. Complainers complain. Have you ever noticed? So they'll complain about politics. They'll complain about gas price. They'll complain about who didn't say what, who did say what, and everything in between. But we're going to be the ones that remind them of the goodness of God. And in that reminder, Lord, let us also be demonstrators of your goodness. Let us give people a reminder of what Thanksgiving is all about. So, Lord, I just thank you for all these things now. Decree them by faith in the strong and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Facebook, YouTube, podcast. We love you. Have an amazing Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next time. God bless you.